small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today in the guest co-host chair, he's been here before. We've talked about Queen. We've talked about songs from Texas. He's currently wearing a Josie and the Pussycats t-shirt, which is kind of cool. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome David Ace Gutierrez. Hello, everyone. How was my pronunciation on the last name? I. It's like you're a new man. <laughs> During COVID, I, I did uh, Duolingo. Was oh, that right? No. No, was that a stone? No. I didn't do any I, of that. Maybe it was your time in Pennsylvania, which Yeah, that's where I learned my most of my Spanish in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so David, you uh you drove up here from uh where do you live? Santa Cruz? <laughs> it feels like it based on how long it takes to get here. On a El Sunday. Segundo. It shouldn't take that long on a Sunday. Um, the uh the COVID crisis is over because everyone is everyone's in their force. cars again. They're now polluting the air again with their gas guzzling I, machines. I was almost killed four times, no lie, on the way here. It's dangerous. By Teslas. Podcasting is dangerous. <laughs> it's all, all, all Teslas. It is dangerous. I suffer for you guys, Yeah, the listeners. Yeah. We're in the same room together. We're social distanced this by about- This is weird, right? Foot and a half, right? Is this weird to you? Like if I reached out, if I really well, reached, not. I could touch you. If we could. What are you bringing? What's my well, wife bringing? currently no takers. What do you got? For, for this, so I, this was brought by David. Okay, th- this is Pilar. Wait, 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 wait. Youth refused sweets? They don't want any of this? Sweets. What did David bring? He brought he brought citrus okay. m- mousse cakes. Yes, way too classy for our family. I yeah, want to know what classy. I did wrong. Not, nothing at all. Well, no, our kid that would, would eat all these is at the mall. Exactly, and the other two are extremely... Are they healthy people? They're finicky. They're, they're like old ladies, actually. Yeah. They're like old men. Should I bring those those candies that come in the dish and you exactly. can't just... Yeah. Yes. The ones right, that so, cut your face up? So what is a moose cake? This is a citrus moose cake. These are from Trader Joe's. Did you get these at our local Trader Joe's or did you bring no, these from... I made from, those. I made those. You made these. You iced them. I did. I don't know what this is. Should I try <laughs> eat it? Eat them on the air. I'm going to eat... Yeah, I'm going to eat... Well, it's not crunchy. Okay. Mmm. That's really good. Oh, you're... Um, the, mm. the, the uh, youth in your house do not appreciate. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. It's really good. Are you going to have one? No. All right. No thing. I I had to you know make a baker's dozen. You sample citrus mousse cake. Thank you for bringing. You're welcome. That. Made from orange moons. All right. So, hmm. yeah, how many think I can eat all six I before bet we're could. done? <laughs> I would get sick if I ate all six. It's kind of a great show. You haven't had a drinking show. Why don't you have an eating show? I know. I got the. I got the booze back oh, here, though. What about we that? Got the booze back there. What about that? That's how about that for a topic? You do a drinking show with the hardest drinking people in music. Or <laughs> That's songs good. Songs by the hardest drinkers. Who would be there? Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. Uh, Keith Richards. Yeah, it'd be all. It would be mostly country people, though, right? Yeah, but you know, you you uh, people in um, maybe maybe like a rehab show or something. Tommy <laughs> Lee. Tommy Lee. All Motley Crue. Yes. Yeah, and All Motley. We've done that. That's We're awful. done. I'm done with them. I'm done with the crew. life. Is should be done with them. Uh, so you drove up here. How many miles is it from your from door to door? Your house oh, to get my this. house. It was eight miles from when I texted you, mm-hmm. and I was at that spot for twenty minutes. Was there an accident? I don't know, Pat. I don't know. I, I but I know everybody tuned in for traffic talk. Yeah. Too. Well, that's okay. I didn't come here 
for traffic talk. All right, so what are we doing today? We're talking about Queen today. A couple albums. We're gonna do. We're gonna do track by track through the 1975 and 1976 albums, A Night at the Opera, and A Day at the Races. Right. These deserve track by tracks. We we certainly we talked about Animalize and Lick It Up. We can certainly talk about <laughs> two good albums, right? Yeah, this is part of what I call the the Queen Hot Streak. What are we gonna? Yeah, where does it go from? It goes from uh, Sheer Heart, Heart Attack, Attack through um, the game, through the through the game. Well, I know you're not a fan of jazz. I do like I do like it, but it's always it's always off my radar. And then when I hear it, I love it. But right. it's always. I don't know why I don't think of that one as much. I think, well, it certainly had its share of, of hits. Uh-huh. Um, probably more than the two albums we're going to talk about, actually. Yeah. Um, I think Mustafa. <laughs> Mustafa. Everybody loves Mustafa. Everyone seven loves that. Days, everybody loves Seven Days. Um, no, it was just, uh, I, I just think um, between News of the World and the game, it just doesn't quite hit those, mm-hmm. those heights. Yeah. But it's... It's definitely better than Queen 1 and Queen 2, I think. And which one do you like better, Queen 1 or Queen 2? <sighs> That's hard cuz I'm not the biggest fan of their of those first two. I like them, but I don't probably Queen 1 on on um sheer power of uh keep yourself alive. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I like Queen 1 Track better. Track 1, than... song 1, album 1. Yeah. I mean, can you can't think beat of... it. I like Queen 1 better than Queen 2. And the Oh, and you know what else? Queen 2 is kind of a concept album, and I'm not usually a fan of those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to listen to Queen 2 more because people yell at me because I say that I don't like it. Though. Yeah. How come Freddie gets a pass for that? No one has ever mentioned this in the 50 years of Queen music. Um, I don't Maybe because I don't know. I have no idea why he gets a pass on that. I mean, it's it's clearly... <laughs> it's not in the set list. Adam Lambert doesn't throw it down. You don't think so? No. I don't believe he, he would do that. He doesn't want to do March of the Black Queen? No. Yeah, if they... If Queen went out and they did an album show, what album do you think they'd play? Night at the Opera. Yeah, the one we're going to talk about. Um, the, but probably the game would be... Or the works would be... No, the game would probably be the easiest one they could do. Yeah. Uh, but News of the... Maybe News of the World... Yeah. That's also kind of a basic um, pre-synths, which these two are. They're proudly yeah. no synths. Proudly no synths. And, and then, then after, after the game, it's all synths. All synths. <laughs> I can't even say the word synths. Synths. Uh, we got 22 songs uh, totaling one hour and 28 minutes of music across 28 songs. That's how it used to be. Yeah, that was uh, Get In, Get Out. Yeah, we don't need an 80-minute album with 17 tracks. No one wants that. And they wrote all the songs but one. They did because it was a it's a traditional arrangement by right. May. It's an right. instrumental too, kind of worthless. What dare you? We'll talk about it when we get there. It's their closer for in every out in yeah, every concert. That's true. That's because they can get out and not meet the fans. They want to get straight into the <laughs> into no, the limos. Man, I'm kidding. Can't do that. You told me that Roger Taylor might be having a solo album coming out. Is that true? In the fall, yes. In the fall, two yeah. things happening. Uh, Brian May supposedly remastering and working on reissuing Back to the Light, which... That would be cool. Yeah, I mean, sadly, his solo stuff really isn't that um, available digitally. And there's not much, and there should be way more of it. He saves it for Queen, I guess, right? For Queen what? What's he saving it for well, now? I meant the old days. Yeah. Um, also, I think... Well, I have my theory. But anyway, um, so there's that. And then, yeah, Roger Taylor is supposed to come out with a... Uh, 
a solo album this year. So maybe maybe I can get one one or two of those guys on the show to promote those projects. I I, I could think of. I'm pretty sure you can get out of the two. I think your chances of getting Roger May would be better than Taylor. Oh, you think? That's, I don't find that Taylor does that as much press as Brian May. Brian May is <laughs> always talking. Well, I would tell you. I, I, you know, well, what? if I had a choice, I'd rather Here's talk how with you do Brian. It. Brian has this. Uh, he saves badgers, right? That's his. <laughs> okay. And he's into space. Yeah, and he right? also likes those. He releases those three D books, right? That are eighty dollars that so no those, one buys. Those are your ins. All right, and he's a doctor. Yeah. Like so is West Anthony, and I don't have him on. Is he a real doctor? Mm, he no, was, seriously, he, is he have? A, yeah, he he told me he was when we did that physical. <laughs> so I hope so. He said I was okay. We'll do, most, do most physicals happen in a in a white van? <laughs> they do at Doctor West Anthony's. <laughs> His neck mo- of the woods. His mobile practice. <laughs> his mobile practice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we go. Yeah. Now, you might not agree with where I cued a lot of some of these songs up with, right. but that's you just have to. You can't complain. Oh, we start. Okay, we're starting. Yeah, you can't complain about it. Right. So, so you, we got twelve tracks on this right. album. This was like uh, their breakthrough, kind of. Their big killer queen was the hit from the previous album, and that previous album is fantastic. Right. So, don't, okay. Well, first off, don't believe what you see in Bohemian Rhapsody, where this is like <laughs> they treat this like the first song that they've that they've written successfully. Um, they treat Bohemian Rhapsody as the first song that they've written successfully. True. No, they had a hit with Killer Queen. Yeah, but they were also coming off of problems with. This is me doing Killer Queen. <laughs> okay, I was I was about to sing it. Yeah, not bad. That was a mistake. On they were part. coming off of problems with what? Um, well, the the title, the the subject of the first song. Oh, oh in this album, yeah, yeah. Um, "Death on Two Legs" and then in parentheses, dedicated to dot dot dot. Right. You want to shed light? Uh, Norman Sheffield. Okay. Um, he was the head of Trident Records, and uh, Queen felt like they weren't uh, getting enough. They, they were broke essentially at this point. Um, and uh, they needed to get out from under Sheffield's thumb. Sheffield said that they were overspending. Okay. Um, you know, there's like apocryphal story maybe about uh, how Roger Taylor wanted new drumsticks, and Sheffield's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> how much were drumsticks in 1975? 50 cents. A, I mean, really? 50p. I mean, come it. on. But, you know, but also Queen is known for extravagant, <laughs> extravagance, right? Yes. And um, so... It's probably somewhere in the middle. Sheffield wrote a counterpart uh, autobiography to this called, I think it's called Life on Two Legs. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. He's dead now, right? Right. Norman Sheffield. Uh, no, no, he's alive. Is he? At least, I mean, he was a couple years ago when he wrote his book. Uh, it says he died in June 2014. Okay, maybe his book's older than I thought. <laughs> uh, and and, uh, and in 2013, there's a picture of him here. He looks like he's like he's on his last leg. He looks horrible. Well, he's he's de- he's, he's death on death two on, legs. He's he, death on two legs. Yeah. So this album was written. I mean, was uh was produced and made between August and November of 1975. Okay. Came out in uh, November of 1975 in the UK, and uh, much like myself, and uh, and then in. Um, December of 75 in the United States. And uh, it's a co-production between Roy Thomas Baker and Queen. One of the final ones. Right? One of the final ones. All right. So let's kick it off with Death on Two Legs. Here we go. Let me make Let me get everything. I can't, I kind of forget sometimes how this works because we're, again, we're in you the room. Kyle. I got all the, I got all the balls in the air. I'm juggling. And here we go. Death on Two Legs, people. Yeah. 
blood like a leech You break the law and you breach Screw my brain till it hurts You take an great album opener you don't think it took a long time for this song to start well yeah because i queued it up uh way oh right yeah but if you're listening to it it starts with ding, ding, like this weird it's almost like flash gordon's about to start okay that's true i i let me see because I, I queued it a minute in right so yeah it, there's a minute <laughs> of a some lot. stuff there's a couple of really long preambles <laughs> on this album yeah you're right you're right but i love this song right it's a freddy clearly yep um, I know that, uh, I think Brian said he was uncomfortable with it at first. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's kind of a puss, right? Uh, I w- that's a great way to get him to do your show. <laughs> well, I'll ask him. I'll leave <laughs> hey, with Brian, that. Hey, Brian, are you a puss? <laughs> Brian, seems you're a little bit of a puss <laughs> with your doctorate. And then famously for Live Killers, they uh, Freddie says who it's for. Mm-hmm. A real motherfucker for a gentleman. But yeah. they, they beep it out. Yeah, I hope when they remaster and re-release. They've never done that. I know. What's come on, Queen Life Killers. And let's uh I'm because sure there's I'm sure there's more songs that they, we could get. There were songs that were cut from there. I think Somebody to Love famously was cut from that set list. Why aren't they working on that? I don't know. They've released everything else and uh, I know twice, it, <laughs> yeah. thrice times. Queen, um there's probably some giant deluxe hated, box set coming out. They hated the mix. I like that album. No, I like the album, but I think Roger Taylor and was it Freddie? Another one of the members of the band didn't like the way it ultimately. They was could mixed. remix it now. Yeah, get it the way they want it to be. Who knows if what's what they have in terms of just quality audio from a live show back in the seventies? That's true. All right, so we're both on board with that song. We both love that song. Yep. Are All we, right. Are we rating these or what are we doing? You know what? I, I'm. Uh, How about this? It. Is it made in heaven? Or should it go to that hot space? <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I like how you're thinking. Although, uh, if I, I like, had a queen show, that's what it would be. I like hot, I like, uh, I like hot space. You know, I do. Yeah, but I mean, it should have go to hell. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next yeah. song is also a Freddy and it's lazing on a Sunday afternoon, which I have to, I, I have to imagine that when I first picked this album up, this, uh, was not a song I enjoyed as a kid. Well, you know what I mean? You know, they called this their, their, um, there's their Sergeant Peppers. Okay, so well, when, is, if you tell me that, it, this then songs like this make sense. I, but they they call that in hindsight. You know, I don't think they they didn't call it. it that at the time. Right. All right. But you know what I mean about this right. song. It, it's not a. It's a. It's a novelty. This, this is what's funny about Queen. Like people go, I love Queen. Queen rocks. But then a song like this drops in, and I I wonder what the hardcore Queen fans really think about these kind of songs. I think it's a hard, I think it's like a, um, a speed bump for a lot of people. Yeah. And for track two, especially to come off of yeah. a hard rocker. And then it, um, what you don't hear on the show is that while the songs aren't linked sonically like they were mm-hmm. um, in Sure Heart Attack, a lot of times they would just bleed into one another. They kind of do that here. Yeah. But it's a weird, <laughs> from uh, whatever Brian was doing with his guitar to, a like a jangly piano which is this song right and what i think it's just described as like a noel noel coward 
kind of um yeah which is what a lot of rockers want to hear right um that was a that was a roy thomas baker um thing that he would do with the fading the songs yeah. because he I, I i read some article where he said he was hoping that when if a song got played on radios back in the day the djs might just let it go into the next song weren't they issued singles though mm, maybe <laughs> this is what i read he could be lying you know he you right. know he toys with me he he retweets he does not me. Ex- he does not exist on twitter that is a bot there's has there ever been an original tweet from roy thomas baker it's always a a like right or a retweet yeah there's never been anything that's actually that bad said when it happens though i get excited me too all right lazing on a sunday afternoon here we go seven seconds it's barely a song it's more of an interlude between songs right yeah well double shot of fred like if you were listening to this on an album you wouldn't say like oh i want to hear lazen and you drop your needle right on track two you would never do that but it's smart because it's you're in and out of it like before you think why is this on a queen that's true why why would this be on an album by a band called queen (laughs) i don't hate that song but it just it's um it's an it's an odd one i well there's also Delilah, you know what I mean? Or Back to Humans. Delilah is a song, though, you know what I mean? And Back to Humans is not good. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a lot of oddities. At the, yeah. Um, but again, they're more of an interlude than like a song. Like okay. no one says, you know what my favorite Queen song is, Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. No one's probably. I've Actually, I've never heard that. Yeah, you're not going to. In Queen Circles. Certainly not here today. Uh, next is the song Steve that Dockerson would say. <laughs> yes, yeah. Steve would definitely love Lazy yeah. on a, and maybe Hob the Troll could record a uh, version of that. <laughs> that would be that would be good. That I would be into. Uh, this is the song. This next song is the one that they had lots of fun with in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, right. making fun of uh, Roger Taylor's song "I'm in Love with My Car," written and sung by Roger Taylor. I like this song. Do you like this song? I love this song. I've always loved the this B-side song. B-side to Bohemian? Yeah. I'm in love with this song. Let's hear it. The Machine of a Dream. And I'm not even a car guy. I don't care about cars. But I like this You're song. You're not a car guy, Pat? No. What do we got down there? <laughs> a, 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 a Toyota you know? Matrix and a Toyota Prius? Look, they're both white. We don't, we're not flashy. They both work. Dependable. Just like you, Pat. Yeah. White, not flashy, dependable. Dependable. I'm actually dressed up a little bit today. I got a collared shirt on. Yeah. Jean, I got jeans on. I got long pants. All right. Long here, pants. Here we go. <laughs> My chance. The machine of a dream. Such a clean machine. With the pistons of puppets. So good. When I'm home 
just fantastic guitar work on that song. Yeah, and piano. So do you think in real life they really made fun of the song, or was that just concocted for the movie? Uh, probably somewhere in the middle. I know that this was the song that like um, Roger Taylor made a mint off this song simply because it was the B-side to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was like accidental money, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> So sure. this was the... This was what started the years-long debate between <laughs> between the band members, from what I understand, about uh, royalties, and mm-hmm. that's why everything was just queen after a certain point. Yeah, it makes they, sense. They would get better. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, did did Freddie deserve all the money for Bohemian Rhapsody? Certainly, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Nobody was playing. Nobody was buying it for. For Roger's song. I mean, they could have they could have just put a Freddie song as the B-side then. Right. They could have put Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon as the B-side, and then Freddie would have made all the money. Right, right. And then they would have been mad about that. For the most part, though, they do have, on their A's and B's, they do, they do have a, a diff, an alternate songwriter on the B-side. It's kind of just like a... Fair. It's It's fair in single sale, sales, but then it also... Isn't that saying that that song is not worthy of being an A song? Well... Sure, but they also didn't release. At this point, they weren't releasing B-side only tracks. True, which is the real sign of this stinks, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's we don't true. know what to do with it, with the exception of, and you know what I'm going to talk, what I'm going to say from the works. I go crazy. It's a great song, which is better than some of the songs on the works. Yeah, and again, the I've said this a million times: the works only has nine songs that could have been on the album. I don't understand. The works only has nine songs, so right. you could have put oh, right. you could oh, have put that a song yeah. on and made it uh, five and five, ten songs. Let the me album. in your heart again could have been on the works, and they didn't put that in. That's, didn't, you know, and that's better than <laughs> they didn't ask us. Why weren't they asking us? I don't know. Put so, me in charge of Queen. So that was uh, today. You are today. You're in charge of Queen. <laughs> so that's the only Roger Taylor uh, composition right. and the only Roger Taylor lead vocal on this album. Now we're going to move into some. Uh, this is just, this song is just so good. I never get tired of the song. It's, you're my best friend. And who's this by? Uh, John Deacon wrote this. Yeah, one song he One gets, song. And what does he do? He, you know what I'm saying? It's one of the best songs in the album. Yes. Because that's the what he does. The second big single, yeah. Yeah, that's how he rolls. And the guy doesn't sing, but he's a songwriter. I love it. Here we go. song isn't even three minutes long it's two minutes and 50 seconds you know who's on piano on that i thought it was freddie but john I deacon on electric piano oh really that guy's that guy's amazing if that guy could sing he would have uh broken away from the band i i don't did we talk about this before on the show that i always thought it was a big shame that he didn't continue to songwrite when did he stop 
after Queen. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. I see what you mean. Maybe he could only, uh, I think when Freddie passed, I think that was really bad for him. My theory is this, right? So he was the last guy to join. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he ever felt like it was his band. That's, I, I hate stories like that. And, How uh, can it not be your band? You know what I mean, right? I and, guess so. And when you look at who did, who collaborated, he and Freddie were the only ones that, he's, his only co-writes are with Freddie Mercury. Yeah. So toward, when, the, toward the latter part of the... Yeah. Uh, so maybe that was really the only support he had in the band. How could he not have support? He writes amazing hit songs. Because he doesn't write... Well, you know, was famously, there was that fight during... I think it was Hot Space, where he told Brian May, like, I don't want your your kind of guitar on my songs. <laughs> All right. Well, that's hard to say because it's a band. He wrote a song called I Want to Break Free. That might have been... Yeah. Uh, indicative the uh the previous album that we talked about a little bit sheer heart attack his lone composition on that is misfire that's a fantastic song and it, and that song is only one minute and 50 seconds he's keeping it nice and short john deacon retired recluse and wrote arguably their biggest hit which one another one bites the dust oh, yeah yeah you're right i mean that's, that's a big crossover hit it's a signature song it. for sure yeah with that bass, that's him. Lifted right off of Sheik's Good Times. So, we, is that true? That's pretty close. It looks, yeah. So, side one, we had uh, we had Freddie, Freddie, then Roger, then John, and now we're gonna we're gonna have double shot of Brian May. First one is gonna be thirty nine. Brilliant. Love this song. Do you know what it's about? Uh, something that happened in the year thirty nine. Okay. Tell me about it. You got notes. I don't have anything. It's about time travel. Any, it's about what? It's about theory of relativity in space. Uh, somebody explores leave, they mm -hmm. come back, and they're kind of the same age, but they come back to Earth, and their ancestors are now, I'm sorry, their descendants are now like grandparents. And this happened in 1939? Well, it would have been like 2139 or something. So it's a futuristic song. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm gonna listen to this. Uh, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to this song differently now. He's a scientist. He's a brilliant scientist. He wrote a song, a folk song about time travel. That's so. He's a nerd. He's one of my people. He's a nerd. All right, here we go. Thirty nine. It's about whatever David said. <laughs> Those harmonies, is that what we call those? Yes. They sound great. <laughs> Are you saying this band has a shot, Pat? I'm saying, guys, keep pushing your little rock and something's going to happen. <laughs> you like that upright? That, that bass is an upright bass. I didn't know that yep, either. That's why you're here with your written note, handwritten notes. You didn't type that out in a Word doc and print it. You wrote handwritten notes. 
You did some uh, doodling. Did some search. Um, I love when Brian May sings lead. Yeah, it's rare. It got rare, more rare as it went along. Yeah, but um, and I like Roger's voice too. Yeah, it's. It's, People forget that they are formidable vocalists. It's it's ballsy to have Freddie Mercury as your lead vocalist and then say, yeah, but I'm going to sing this one. Yeah, you could sit this one out, Fred. Yeah, you calm down. You do some <laughs> harmonies or bang the piano or something. do a couple lines. Yeah. I'm not of Coke, but I meant like you just sing a couple lines. <laughs> and, or, that, that came and, later. And then Coke. That came later. Uh, so far, this is, a, this is a solid side one. I mean, look, I talked about lazing on a Sunday afternoon, but it's it's still fun. Yeah. I was talking in it more in how did the hard rockers feel about it. But this is a this is a strong side one so far. It is you know, I, I would call it more of maybe there's such a pepper, but more certainly like a white album kind of a thing where mm-hmm. it's let's just see how it goes. Yeah. And the album cover is white. Yes. But yes. it's got uh designed by Fred. It's got much uh much much less, many less songs. Fewer songs. Fewer is songs. That what you're looking for the word fewer. This is our guest for the summer, Elliot. Uh, this is David. Hello. That stays in. We don't edit that out. It stays right in the show. It's just someone we, walked through and we said hello to them. Audio verite. I thought it would be like I can ignore Elliot and 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 she can ignore me, but it would have been weird if like I thought, if I didn't acknowledge her with you. I think it'd be better if if you just. Let people think it's. You remember in those old uh, audio dramas, they would have the tiny little door <laughs> right. open up, and be, you just picture this yeah. person. True. Uh, so here's another Brian May song, but not sung by Brian. This is sung by Freddie. Right. Yep. And this is "Sweet Lady." Who do you write this for? It might have been about his wife, but maybe not. How many marriages does Brian May have? Two. How many do you have? Still working on the first. All right. It is work, though, isn't it? <laughs> uh oh, we're opening up. <laughs> work, work in what way? Uh, you don't. You, you when you have... get wait, look. First of all, when everyone gets married, you don't know everything about that person. No. Even if you've lived together for a few years, you don't know everything about secrets, that person. Secret spill, man. And you don't know. Uh, and you don't know. You know how they what do things. What I mean things. by work is just because you're married doesn't mean like all right, we're married. No, you have to. You, yeah, you have yeah. to put work into it. You yeah, have, you still have to surprise you, them. You, court, you still got to court. You got to make them feel like you got to do nice things for the them. The most important person who's not, you know, outside of your kids. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is your partner. That's how you have. That's what I mean by work. Like, right. You got to protect them, make them feel uh, right. loved and uh, comforted and uh, and it's not safe. working in a bad way either. I just mean like you, you, you can't just like it's not like a cactus. You just water it every now and again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't you wish it was though? More no, like not a cactus. At all. Just so simple. Nope. I love my <laughs> wife and I love being married. I don't know what to tell you. Are you gonna let her listen to this? You can tell her at uh, 31 minutes you She'll said you never loved her. Listen to this. No, of course. She's so tired <laughs> of your queen talk. <laughs> They're so tired of queen talk. They're sick of it. Yeah, so she sick has of a, it. That glazed look. Okay. What do you think what I did on the door over there? Look, I took some double stick tape and I hung some more albums up. I'm like, I'm not framing all these, but I'll do Are this. Are you worried about ruining the album? No. Okay. Because the the tape is uh it's the kind of tape that just rolls right off the back, much like your insults, mm-hmm. right, Mister Big. See, what do you think though? It looks. I mean, look. I mean, wait. Are you asking me to comment on the caliber of artist that's on the Absolutely wall? Absolutely not. Okay, but I'm just saying. I mean, in lieu of spending uh, upwards of two hundred dollars to have those ten albums framed, I just did that. I wouldn't. 
pay money to frame an Asia album, are they? How dare you? That's got three original <laughs> members' signatures on that. Classic artwork by Roger Dean. Also, I couldn't I couldn't pound a nail into that door because it's not like a solid door. So that works, I think. Somebody wrote a paragraph. Yeah, Walter Egan wrote a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Is his phone number on that? His email mm-hmm. address? I hope so. I hope I think it's some uh, fan fiction. I think it's uh <laughs> Venmo me at <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sweet Lady, written by Brian, sung by Freddie, and you assume it's for his wife? Could, could it be for his mom? Uh, I don't know. Dragon Attack's about his wife. I know that. All right. Sailor Wait's Sweet Sister's about his wife. Mm, All right, yeah. Too Much Love Can Kill You is about his wife. Wow, he, he writes a lot of stuff. Yeah. Here we go, Sweet Lady. Sweet, Sweet Lady. Stay sweet. bass on that song too yeah. some sweet bass like i'm some kind of cheese though i've never understood that that lyric yeah I feel like, sweet cheese i feel like there's that's like a take two kind of a, you know what i mean like yeah that's like uh that's like this one whoa, whoa fried chicken well you know the story behind that they're just he's just scatting right kind of like yeah he was and then um we're talking about the song one vision everybody right. from uh from the amazing movie uh what's the movie called that it's in um iron eagle iron, eagle, iron eagle yes was it in iron eagle 2 maybe no one okay thank you <laughs> um freddie's partner uh jim hutton i don't think i think they consider themselves like husband and husband to be honest okay. so i'll say his husband um Heard a heard a rough of that and said, "Oh, fried chicken, that's great. You should keep that in." And Freddie's like, "No, we're, this is this is temp." And then when the album came out, he said, "Like he played it for Jim Hutton, and yeah. Jim Hutton was like, oh, you kept it for me.'" And Freddie's like, "Yeah, I did. That's nice. Yeah, nonsense to every nonsense to everyone <laughs> to, to else, millions of others, but it was a touching moment between these two. I like on the Magic Years when we get to see them recording that. Oh God, I don't know why the Magic Years has not been released on, properly on right." DVD probably on YouTube. Oh, I know it's on YouTube, yeah. but I, I like to hold something in my hand and put it in my own player. I like to, you know, I like the physical content. You know it. What is it? One something, two shits, John Deacon, something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we're gonna close out side one. Seven songs strong on side yeah. one. It's a long side one, not in time wise, but song wise. Right. And this is Freddie song. Written and sung by Freddie, and it's Seaside Rendezvous, and this is a uh, this is another one that's in that uh, lazing on a Sunday afternoon mode. Jangly, yeah, but I like it. Two minutes and twenty seconds. Run away, you gladly. Brand new angle, and we 
Now, these are the type of songs that would appeal to Pilar because she's from musical theater. This is the argument I have with my wife, right? Okay. She says, you hate musicals, but you like this. Yeah. I said, but it's sung by Freddie Mercury and it's got Brian on it. Yeah. And, you know, Brian and, I mean, Roger and Freddie are doing the weird uh, mouth, like the... They're like playing kazoos or something. Yeah, kazoos or something. Um, I guess because I guess it gets a pass for me. <laughs> but yeah, it is very musical theater. It is. It is. It makes so, me want to punch myself in the face for liking it. But <laughs> well, you, know. the, you can tell we could tell our wives. Look, a band like this is making us appreciate the music you like. Does this make you like High School Musical? No. Yeah. Uh, so seven songs clocks in at twenty one minutes. That's a short. It's a short album side. Yeah. Yep. Pat, you're from the album era. Yes, what was I am. The, what was kind of the average length of an album on, on a side? I think about twenty two minutes. I think I think once you get a little that bit feels more, so short. To me. I know. Once you get past that, I think the um, it 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 can't be as loud as it possibly can be. Does that make sense? Okay, it's a mixed thing. Yeah. Interesting. So why is it today, like when these albums are released, it'll be like a a quadruple set or something where it'll be... I don't know why they do that, where where Peter Gabriel's so is spread out over four sides. Right. I don't get it. I don't understand. Are they maximizing the... I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to flip an album after two songs, though. Jeez. Because <laughs> like my turntable doesn't... That's, a Bob ha- D- that's the new Bob Dylan album. <laughs> my turntable doesn't have an automatic... The arm isn't automatic, so when it gets right. to the end, it doesn't you know, kick over. So you have to be there before it, the needle hits Otherwise, the label. Sh- yeah. And I always assume that as soon as the needle hits the label, the needle's Oh, it's broken. You're, you're wrecking it. Yeah, it's killing it. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, we kick off with an, now we kick off with an eight minute and 21 second song on side two, written by Brian May and sung by Brian May, the prophet song. Yeah. This one is rough for me. It's rough for me too. Like this could have, you said it's eight minutes, right? Eight minutes. Should have been three or four. Like there's a lot of fat that could have been trimmed off yeah. this one. I, think. I probably queued it up around four minutes in or so something. We're, we haven't even started. We don't know that the wise man hasn't even entered the song. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying, that would, is this the one that you would? Hot space it. Yeah. I This this, this is, wrecks the album almost for me. It, it really just, it is a skid. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it either. Now watch, I'm going to just play it. And, and then you're going to love it. And then you go, you know what? Okay, let's try just it. It's like though. the movie. It won you. Sometimes the headphones make you appreciate it. I'm sorry, uh, I said it was sung by Brian, but it's not. 
sung by Freddie. He's in there. He's in there, yeah. I mean, I feel we're going to make people mad because that... You played it, it, a great part. I did you play played, a great part. Yeah. I cued it up nicely. That was... Uh, I was on board with that for the first time uh, since 1975. But when you get to the human zoo part... Yeah. And um, people, can you hear me? People, can you hear me? Again, the... the I can find 30 or 40 seconds of the shittiest song ever right. and play and you'll go, oh, that sounds good. I don't know the sequence of when these songs are recorded, but I feel like this is Freddie's way of saying, hey, Brian, why don't you work out all this shit that I'm trying to get through on Bohemian Rhapsody on this song? Yeah. And then I'll, and then this is like the, the demo. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's very proggy too. This is like, this yeah. could be a, yes, this is a yes song. Or an Asia song. In Asia, Asia was a uh, prog pop. Their songs there's, weren't There's a difference, I see. Yeah, the age was more radio accessible than... Is that right? Than some some old Yes stuff. <laughs> Is anyone from Yes in Asia? Yeah. How many? Um, Steve Howe. Who played uh, guitar? Guitar, yeah. No, he played guitar on um, Innuendo. Yes, he does. But he's not in Queen. He he's wishes. In... <laughs> well, then, yeah, you couldn't have two guitarists in Queen. You you do have you have three you have four guitarists in Queen actually. Yeah, but they don't all play guitar on the albums. Uh, well, yeah, John did. Started to play more. Misfires him. All right. Okay. Plays it on this. This is why you're here. You're an expert. Okay. All right. <laughs> Next Freddie, song. Crazy little thing called love. Next song is "Love of My Life," written and sung by Freddie. Beautiful song. Uh, pivotal part of by Brian. Is it? Mm-hmm. No, Love of My Life is uh, written by Freddie. He wrote oh, it. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking of. This is a pivotal part of the movie yeah, you, my you bad. hate. My bad. Bohemian Rhapsody. Who does he write this for? Uh, Mary? Yeah, the love of his life. Mary. Now, that would have been the great story, right? That's the movie story. Mm-hmm. This track, that means tragic. It's a tragic love story. It just won't work. No. Be- beard of my life. <laughs> I, think it, I think that's amazing that he. Like he loved her in a way that he couldn't love anybody else, but he couldn't love her in the way he maybe wanted to. Not the way he loved Jim Hutton. Right. Or uh, the guy that he wrote um, a song we'll, we'll hear shortly. All right. So here's Love of My Life. This is, this is uh, I assume this has been played at many weddings. Maybe your first dance. It shouldn't be. It's kind of. When we, when we, cause they talk about, I know, but apart and- I find that a lot of times with, <laughs> with wedding songs, people only, uh, glom on to, uh, what the chorus says. Right. Not the, but not, he does say love of my life. You've heard me. Right. Not the third act where when we're old and it's not like we're not together. I'm going to backtrack <laughs> on what I said about this being played at weddings. What was your song? I don't want to miss a thing, right? No. Well, that ended up being it, but no, we picked, uh. We picked some Sting song that it was a cover of Fields some. Of, Fields of no, I don't. I, it's you're gonna make me look it up. But here I'll look I, it up. I, it's okay. I no, I'll look I it up. I don't want to hear about your happiness with Pilar. I'll look it up. Hurts my heart. All right, where is it? 
I might type in Sting and it won't show it to me. So i have got to scroll through all the police songs. So these are the ones that don't warrant a frame. That, that, it doesn't mean they don't warrant a frame. Runaways. It's just I've I've had them for so long. I have a I have more that that I don't have in a frame. It's expensive to frame them. Dennis the Young, Steve Miller. Yeah, I love this story. Here's a black sharpie for an all black album. <laughs> he uh, he was nice, but he was a little. Uh, he wasn't not nice, but he was just like. Eh. But he found a spot. Um, it was uh, the song was "You Were Meant for Me" from the soundtrack, "The Object of My Affection." It was Sting's version. Is that and, the uh, one about the like the two? Um... Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd. Oh, that was a different. Movie Paul Rudd's right? gay in that movie. It's it's not um it's a it's a lovely song but it's not uh, it's not easy to dance to. Can you dance to it? You can't. You know what ours was? What sing along junk? Who's that from? By? Paul McCartney. Oh okay okay fun yeah. So your wife's on board with the uh, McCartney. You obviously picked that. She had no say. She loved that song. All right. She Perfect. didn't like the lyrics. That's why we had the sing along version. <laughs> All right, love of my life. Brian May plays the harp. Right, he learned it for this album. Oh my God. <laughs> Ukulele, harp, and the toy Koto. Crazy. Don't take it away from me because you don't know what it means to me. sold 3 million copies in the US it, I feel like this uh, sold, a sold more no the album oh yeah the album feels like it's uh, you mean initially that's just what it says on Wikipedia oh I'm sure they're wrong that's how many that's 3 million that's 3 times platinum that's pretty good I know but I mean since I feel like since the movie and since right. uh, Wayne's World that it well, would have sold more here's the thing though Wayne's World they were probably buying Classic Queen in the US for that, right? Oh, and yeah, then uh, yeah. for the Bohemian Rhapsody movie, nobody buys the albums anymore, so they probably just heard the tracks on Spotify or listened to the soundtrack itself. Yeah, true. When else am I going to be able to play that? When uh, you have G.E. Smith on the show. This is Aerosmith's version. He, he wrote it. Did you I know that? It, no, I didn't know that, yeah. but G.E. Smith is amazing. Yeah. Weird looking dude though, right? Scary. <laughs> Looks like the Frankenstein monster. I'm glad, thank you for saying Frankenstein's monster. Look, I, I, that's my pet peeve. Two things. When people say- That's really your pet peeve. You, you're that them. guy. And when they call vampires Draculas- <laughs> Well, that is now. I'm on board with that. Let's not do or that. They call high, uh, immortals Highlanders. No, <laughs> I like to say uh, Dracula's the doctor, not the vampire. That's <laughs> Dr. what I. Dracula. Yeah, Doctor Dracula. <laughs> uh, Dr. Speaking of, uh, you, you slipped it in there. A little Highlander talk. So it looks like um, Henry Cavill is going to be. He's in the movie that 
doesn't mean he's McLeod. Well, who do you think he is? You think he's Kurgan? He could be the Kurgan, right? I, uh, the model slash Kurgan. I don't know if he's supposed to be McLeod. Maybe. What was that Netflix show he was just in where he had the, the long? Witcher? Yeah, they just saw him in The Witcher and go, oh yeah, put a, put a wig and a sword in his hand and he's good. Yeah. We're good to go. All right. Listen, it's not going to be the same. People don't understand that what made that movie were two things. The soundtrack mm-hmm. and Russell Mulcahy's direction. Yeah. Like it is. But sadly, Russell Mulcahy couldn't direct this good sequel. That so wasn't it, his fault. Everybody was contractually obligated to come back. It's a script. It's the script, though, is what you need first. You first need a good script. Yes, but where else could you go when the first movie had an ending? Like it's over. Yeah, true. I do feel that. Uh, I do feel like that's a, a movie that needs a remake. Well, congratulations! You're you, getting your your wish. You know what I mean? I feel like you know, like some movies are like like I don't Why? think Highlander's great. I don't think you're great, Pat. <laughs> well, then I need a reboot too. Yeah, I'm, Pilar said that too. <laughs> Your kids look for Mike Siegel or Sean Cassidy to be living. Uh, <laughs> Alexi here. Lawless. What's the other guy? <laughs> I don't know any. Leif Erikson. No, Leif Erikson. Leif, Leif Garrett. Garrett. No, he loves her. Remember, he was like, "Hey, who's that?" <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh, I do. Okay, I, I let's move on. Falling up my fists. I was getting mad. Okay, now this is written by Brian May. This is sung by Brian May. This is track ten. Good company. Excellent I always song. forget when I pull this album out. I always forget how. Deep into the album, Bohemian Rhapsody actually is. It's like it's almost the end. It's it's almost the end. It's the penultimate song on the album. They got to save up all that room. How how much better is it recording in person than on the Zoom? I don't do this, so (laughs) you got to tell me. So much better. If you look, if you're here and I'm saying it's better, oh, then you know that it, you know that it. Am I the only guest who brings treats? I'm trying to think. Only, only classy people bring treats. I think Christy sometimes will bring oh, a treat in a bottle. <laughs> right. Wait, but that's for her. Mm, she might let you have a, she <laughs> might let you sniff the cork. <laughs> all right. Good company. And right now in my head, I can't think how this song goes at all. Um, I'm not going to do it. You'll hear it. All right. It's a fancy. It's fancy schmancy. It is Brian May's version of a Freddy song. Oh yeah, it sure is. some nonsense you don't like it i don't know if i like that one i liked it um speaking of wedding songs uh my buddy nick jones of the pot of thunder podcast this was his <laughs> wedding song that's good why wasn't it why wasn't it um burn bitch burn i uh, he was why wasn't it a kiss song because you got well maybe his wife wasn't on board with she was more she's more of like a room service person i think <laughs> Maybe I could use a meal. Maybe she's more of a torpedo girl. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> danger you, danger me, danger, danger us. us. 
<laughs> this my wife guys. lost her shit when she heard that lyric. She, just could, she was crying laughing. It's, it's She's, ridiculous. This is what you listen to. Yeah, there's six, 68 year old men wrote that song. <laughs> danger me, danger, danger us. Oh my God. I thought it was clever. Uh, no, and it's I like danger this. and then US, <laughs> danger us. It's ridiculous. How is that not the name of their tour, right? The danger. Know. Us. You know, for for as much money as they've made, there's a lot of missteps by that band. Are there? I think so. <laughs> I think so. You mean like keeping on going? Yeah, you know, yeah. Seven. They're still going, and now they got a two part documentary series coming on A and E. There's nothing new to know. Part one, Paul. Part two, Gene. Is I mean, that how it is? Probably. What are they? <laughs> there's nothing new that we're gonna learn. The story's been told. It's for the fans. Like someone said, why don't you get Paul Stanley on, try to try to get Paul Stanley. I, I don't want to assume uh, that I could get, he, but I feel like all the answers are already locked and loaded. No matter what you ask, they have a, you know, they have some generic answer for it. Well, one, didn't he um, mute you? Gene blocked me on uh, I think Paul did too. Twitter. He did. No, he did because you said his mic wasn't oh, turned on. He, he blocked Pat Francis. He did not block Rock Solid. And trust me, they don't know who's who. Oh, I think I think that guy keeps score. <laughs> you think Paul keeps score? Court, listen to Eddie Trunk, and it well, yeah. He needs to head over to my cameo and see how that's working out. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, former cameo. As soon as they find out, <laughs> I you so make money off his like. I so wanted to have Ace on because I was gonna do a segment where um, where Paul Trump songs where the well where the Paul puppet asks Ace some questions. Because <laughs> I tried to get Ace during the uh, the COVID, so it would have been right. Zoom, and I could have said, "Ace, hold on a second, and then I would have just put the puppet on and then hey. had it appear. He, I think he would have <laughs> lost his mind. I think he would have thought it was really funny. Is it too hot in here? I can turn the air on. No, it's okay. That's, All right, just getting nude. <laughs> That's what Freddie would do. All right, now this next song, I don't even know how this one goes. Bohemian Rhapsody. Have um, you heard it? That is uh, this is a cover song. It was originally right. written. It's a Gregorian chant. All right. Let's try this five minutes and 54 seconds, but it doesn't feel like it. You got to play the whole thing. It's really it's difficult. eight songs in one. It's very difficult to find. Here's the thing about this song. Yeah. Originally called the Cowboy Song, right? Okay. He'd been working on that from like, since like 1971, 72. Before, I, I before feel like Queen. this is going to be a long story, so I'm going to have a moose cake. That's it. All right. Keep, it's, what? A much, it's a much older song than people think. Um and then, you know, we talked about, I think, on the Bohemian Rhapsody show mm -hmm. or episode, that this is kind of his coming out song in some ways. Like, there's a trilogy, right? Lily of the Valley. Mm -hmm. This one, Mama, I killed a man, put a gun against his head. Like, he's like, this is who I really am, kind of a thing. And then the third part is um, Don't Stop Me Now, which is like, hey, guess who's here? Hey, life Mr. of the Bad party. <laughs> life of the party's here. Yeah. yeah. So this is um, what, because nobody, Queen has been very mum about what this is about. Yeah. Don't stop me now. He he kicks the closet door open. Uh, yeah, but it's like kicks it open with like four trays of Coke in his, <laughs> in his hands. and I feel like... Now I'm smacking my lips. Yeah. I feel like the party scenes in Bohemian Rhapsody, because they wanted the movie to be PG-13, are not as... um debauchery filled as the real parties were oh just watch his videos from um there's a couple of videos that he that he filmed at his parties okay or they used footage from his parties you're like what they're like people on gondolas you know they're all like <laughs> he's dressed like in his harlequin pants and like um some sort of naval commander jacket 
and there are you know people in drag all around him. It looks like uh, like a Baron Munchausen fantasy almost. <laughs> um, it doesn't look real, and yet it's real. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah that's Fred, that's Freddie's fortieth and like fortieth birthday party. And, wow. And how how many more birthdays did he have after that? Five. That's unbelievable. I outlived. Wow, I'm gonna outlive Freddie this year. This is my last year. Of- well, David, whenever someone dies, David always likes to let me know who I outlived. <laughs> I know that I've outlived now, Roy Orbison, which is. Do you know scary. what frightened me the other day? Uh, somebody, and I don't know if this is true necessarily, but they they said that when the actors who played Norm and Cliff on Cheers were 33 and 35. <laughs> What a mess those guys the first, were of the first season. Those Thirty-three were, and thirty-five. Those guys were a mess then. Look at them. Terrible. Wow. All right. Here we go. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I queued this up. I'm sure it's a good part. Bismillah. Oh, right at the beginning. After the. Actually, I did cue it. Fifty-six minutes <laughs> yes. in now. say that queen i feel like they did their remasters uh very well i liked what they did mm-hmm. uh, i liked when they did them in 1991 i liked them I liked when they did in 2014 and then yeah, then when they double dipped on us uh i liked that too so uh, yeah. good job i have mixed feelings about the, the double dip but well the, the they bonus, gave us some more stuff but they weren't like uh they weren't as robust as they could have been right the bonus was like five songs a lot of times it was a live track that had been released somewhere else or in a different collection. But then collection. When, when those things are too robust, like I don't care about Good Company Take I Four. I know you don't, Pat, but there are those of us who love to hear the process. Right, but you'll hear that. You'll listen. How many times do you go back to that, though? Be honest. You listen to uh, it once or twice? Depends. It depends. Like I, there's no absolute. All right. Um, but I will say this, like News of the World, one of my favorite, all-time favorite Queen albums. One of my favorite albums ever. That's a good That's a good deluxe edition. Right. But bo- I don't, Just I the don't, booklet alone but i don't go back and listen to a lot of that stuff. i mean right. all dead even all dead which has the you know the freddie on the vocals mm-hmm. was the, that was like the big draw right yeah um i still prefer brian's so it's not necessarily yeah sometimes the thing you're used to is so ingrained in you that you don't care about there's a genuine there's a quality of i think i don't want to i don't really know what the word i want to say is but there's something about it when it's the songwriter versus the better singer and that still might come out it's still not it, it won't be as powerful because it's it's sort of a filtered voice at that point it's 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 once removed yeah you know like too much love will kill you sounds better from freddie right but the brian version feels it's, better yeah and when when freddie sings it it's eerie right because yeah. too much love did kill him Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Too much sex. Well, pneumonia killed him. Yeah, but that's a complication of yeah. the big A. Right. I, that's Aeros- That's also what I call Aerosmith, the big, big A. A. All right, we How close it up. Those out. guys are alive still. <laughs> that's, um, that's amazing. 
kind of is amazing. That, that's a song too of theirs, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's from the album Get a Grip, where the songs are amazing, crazy. They're all like <laughs> crazy crying, amazing, craze, whatever it is. Uh, okay, we close it out with one minute and 15 seconds of a traditional song uh, arranged by Brian May, God Save the Queen. It's just an instrumental. <laughs> Should I save it and use this as our playout song? Sure. For, I'll use this as the playout song for the entire episode. So let's take a look real quick. What is your, what's your least favorite song on this Profit album? Song. Profit you song. You have to wait. Profit song. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. That's my least favorite one too, even though I dropped it in at a sweet spot. And what's your favorite song on this album? It's really a toss-up between 39 and um, You're My Best Friend. Because yeah. you're my best friend, Pat. Yeah, well, for today, because you brought me some sweet uh, yep. some sweet cakes. I know it's Tom. I know it's Tom. Uh, it's Tom Neuerberg. He's an he's a American hero. He saved lives. Uh, for me, I would say it's either, like, no one, you can't pick Bohemian Rhapsody. Everyone enjoys it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I still enjoy it's it. It's not the song's fault that I've heard it. I never need to hear it again. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say for me, it's You're My Best Friend or I Really Do Love Death on Two Legs. So we're in agreement on You're My Best Friend. Yep. We'll say that's our favorite on the album. Yep. And we'll say Profit Song is our least favorite. Yep. All right, cool. Now I'm excited to get into A Day at the Races because I feel like this one is not as well known it's as not at the opera and it's queen on their own no it, more no nope, more nope no more under the thumb of rtb fading the songs in and out well john deacon says that they felt like they learned all they needed to learn i'm sure they did they worked with him for uh how many albums three, three? yeah i mean eventually they worked with him one more time they can yeah for jazz eventually they can twiddle the knobs as well as he can right uh, I do think that there's something about having somebody else to maybe not necessarily call the shots, but sounding board. Yeah. Tell you guys that maybe you could do better. You can do better or you can, or that's too much. Right. I agree like, with that. Had they had somebody who wasn't them, maybe producing the miracle who wasn't like, I don't no no slight on David Richards or anything mm -hmm. like that, but I don't think maybe he was a powerful enough voice to say, Maybe Khashoggi ship isn't the way to go, guys. I do like that. I do like that double shot of the party in Khashoggi ship. Okay. Well, maybe you're the wrong person Kish to talk to about Khashoggi's ship. But um, or rain must fall. Like maybe you shouldn't do this easy list. There's a lot of tracks on that album. Yeah, so there's too many tracks on it. Why did they <laughs> stop working mean. with uh, Reinhold Mack, my friend on Facebook? I think he's German based, and maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. I like his production better than uh, David Richards. It's a different, but he's a different kind of, he's more like Giorgio, Giorgio Moroder in, in his sort of production quality than than David Richards, yeah. wouldn't you say? I guess so. I'd have to think about that. Like a Mutt Lang would have been interesting for these guys. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of producers that they could have uh, leaned into had uh, they, I'm sure anyone would have wanted to work with Queen. Todd Rudgren, I, I would I would love to see what, what they could have come up with together. Mutt Lang seems like a lock, right? For Queen? It seemed perfect. Well, at that time, though, he was he was Leopard's guy. He was working on uh, putting his third year in on Hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any time. All right, here we go. This, now, we have to say that this, this album starts and ends with the same musical like interlude, but you're not going to hear it right the way where I cued this to. How are you on the interlude? Because I have my opinions on it. Um, 
I would rather this first song just get right into it. Right? It takes way too damn It takes long. way too long to get into this song, which is fantastic. Written by Brian, sung by Freddie. I love it. Tie Your Mother Down. Played this for my mom on Mother's Day. <laughs> Swim with a brick, Nana. Right. versions of this song are amazing it's so good joe elliott singing the song with queen was wonderful too it's just a perfect uh rock and roll song it's great it's brian tie your mother down i love it and again that's uh close to five minutes long doesn't feel like it no no well yes it does because that beginning of oh okay yeah you're right the beginning (laughs) yeah 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 we we need like a single edit of that (laughs) all right i i got nothing Nothing. Thumbs up. Ten out of ten. What, what are you going to say about it? That was the. That was that was one of their singles. Yeah. Um, you and I was the B side, and this album was recorded, you know, a year later, um, from July through November. It's amazing. You would think that an album like uh, a Night at the Opera, like they wouldn't have had to release an album the next year. It they was could tour have... album, tour album. I know. Tour, that's album. how it was back then. Give them a little rest. Well, they there's a reason, you know, they had that two year break. I might get the uh, I might get the months wrong, but I'm pretty sure Carol King's Tapestry came out in January uh-huh. of whatever the year was, seventy one, let's say, and her second album came out in December seventy one. It's like, hey did guys, she tour? I think she probably did shows. I don't know how extensive her touring was, but I feel like that was a little too soon to release your follow up to Tapestry. That's true. Even though same year, she's just prolific i mean the, yeah the produ- production itself you i mean think, how yeah. greedy is the record companies back then super greedy super greedy do you like how i wonder when they made night at the opera do you think their intent was that the next album would automatically be called day at the races do you think they had that in their heads uh i know not from what i read night at the opera was a last minute decision as an album right name okay so they um, didn't really know Right. But then after the success, they said, why not? Let's lean into it. Right. And then they presented Groucho Marx with twin um, platinum records or something like Did that. Did they yeah. really? Yeah. I wonder which grandkid has those that they've sold for meth. Chico's. <laughs> they sold everything to support Harpo. Um, no, who's the quiet one? Harpo. No. Yeah. Yeah. They did a lot of projects to keep Harpo alive. <laughs> They're all dead now, right? <laughs> yeah, allegedly. They... Yeah, I'm... Uh... I've said I've said this recently on this show. Uh, Harpo Marx used to scare me so much as Why? a kid because of the horn. Because he was quiet and his eyes were evil, look crazy looking. That's the booze, buddy. Yeah, he was a boozer. I think so. I'm talking out of turn. Your buddy Wayne Fetterman could tell you. Wayne would know. Wayne he wrote that know. great book. Have you read his book? Uh, it's on my nightstand, but I haven't read it. He's going to be on PLR's podcast soon. Okay. So and he's in um, the history of late night, the CNN show. He's interviewed a ton. 
because he knows about uh, all that get stuff. Him back. He's a great guest. He's so good. Yeah, he was only here twice. I, I need to get him again. I want I want people in person now. Though this is I, this is what I like. Does he not live here? No, he does. Oh, okay. I just, but you know what? You feel safe to be here. You're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Yeah, from Wait, pol- from polio. You're vaccinated, right? right? Yeah. Uh, sure. When, um, I thought you said anti-vaccinated. No, no, I'm not having Rob Schneider over. <laughs> All right, Freddie song, uh, track two. Again, I don't know if this is the proper place for this song or not. In the track two spot after, the Queen seems like they want to bring us up and then bring us down a right. little bit. So this is You Take My Breath Away. But speaking of unnecessarily long intros, this really takes its time to get going. Yeah. Not when I do it, though. Look into my eyes and you'll see I'm the only one You've captured my love Stolen my heart Changed my life Every time you make a move You destroy my mind And the way you Take my breath away. Thoughts. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. Yes. I am with you on placement, but it's so good. Yeah, I don't know why. I, maybe it's the placement, but this one just, it just never does much for me. I think it it's the reset. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, right. nah, 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 and then it's. And then it's, here we go. But. We're really going to take a long time to get here. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on, track three, written and sung by Brian May, Long Away. I love it. It's about the road, man. I love it. Written about his wife? No, I don't know. It's about the road. (laughs) About (laughs) being away from his wife. That's her name. love that next part though but i can't play it it's a long long way behind us yeah 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 see that's oh there it is let it go man yeah 
Yeah, this uh, so far, this album it, it takes me up, it brings me down, and then takes me right back up. Like out of the three songs we just heard, it's like life. Yeah, but you take my breath away is the is the one I like the least of these three so far. Wow, I, it's so powerful to me. And, but do you like it? You like it better than Long Away? Uh I think it's sung better. <laughs> Maybe oh, that's what. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just like a stripped down. It's a love song. I forget mm. who he wrote it about. Um, his boyfriend at the time but it's it's just a great song but that opening um this one's great too though i really i it i don't have the problem with it that you do maybe i just i just feel like there's a lot of stop start on it yeah yeah but it's fantastic by the way wake up in the morning with a with a good friend yeah that's not about your wife no (laughs) well it's just his buddy they were out drinking they were out drinking And just crashing my room. It's yeah, cool. That's cool. They Everything's fine. Have to share rooms. Sure. Like now, this. This is very un-rock and roll to have a song with the word waltz in the title. But it's but it's very rock and roll to be a millionaire. Yeah. So here's a Freddie song, The Millionaire Waltz. This has a great opening. So Freddie. That bass, my God. It's pretty amazing. sure as a teen i skipped this song i can see why like if i made a mixtape that that wouldn't have been included i think the bass is the greatest part of this song it's just so present and just yeah it's uh it's deacon john he is the hidden he's their hidden weapon i I don't think he gets enough credit to be honest yeah because coming up next we got a john deacon song he brings one song in it's it's a grand slam i i I have this i i just in my mind, it's always like, uh, so John, what'd you bring in? Oh, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's any good. Yeah. One of those guys. No, no. He just puts it down and leaves the room. And I was like, fuck. All right. I see, I see where you're going. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Then they like, say that son of a yeah. bitch. Damn it. Now we One can't. song. Another year. We can't fire him. Right. And then we whenever it's. We had him here to do our taxes. And, <laughs> and whenever it's his song on a Queen album, he has to, uh insert himself with another instrument because he plays acoustic guitar on this song. Right. So this is... lead it. Yep. It's my song, guys. I got to do it. This is You and I.
Yeah. Do you ever There's, have a title fight for you and I? Uh, what would the other one be? Who there's sing- a couple different versions by the monkeys that they could have their own title fight because there's is it uh, is it an ampersand or is it a a n d? Let me look, I'll look them up in my oh, iTunes. Hi. This is the only way I can find these title Tech fights. Talk. You and I talk. Let me see what we got. Hmm, does it have to be the same spelling? If it's you and I versus you ampersand and I? No, I guess it doesn't. I'm not seeing that. I don't know why none are popping I guess not. up here. Well, next time you do one. Yeah. I'll, 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 you got something. I'll dig into time. it a little bit uh, more. You, now, you told me the Dolan Sings Nesmith album is great. It is so good. It's better than we deserve. I haven't. Uh, As humans. Mine should be here this week, but um, and hopefully. Why he, haven't you just cheated and listened to it online? I don't know. There's something about it. It arrives and I but just to, put it in. I don't I couldn't have waited. Yeah, I, I can I can wait. I don't have that. Like I don't even. I don't have the, as much time as you, Pat. No, I don't know that I don't know that I have much time either. But I have to enter. You know the cult, right? The band or the, yeah, the band. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know Scientology. Yeah, is what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, so I'm interviewing Billy Duffy on Tuesday. He doesn't want to talk about the cult. What does he want to talk about? Well, he has a new album out with um, Mike Peters from The Alarm. So I'm right. supposed to keep the cult talk to. A minimum. Yeah. Hi, I'm Monica Lewinsky. I only want to talk about the handbag line. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, so I'm, uh, I haven't done any preparation with it cause I can't, it's hard to get my mind around it. I mean, I could just, you know, lean into some cult stuff. You could and- just say, if pretend you were in a previous band, here's some questions <laughs> I might have. I mean, I could just Let's ask him cult stuff and he, maybe he gets mad. I don't know. You don't want a Lamoureux situation. I don't want a John Lamoureux situation. <laughs> no, you said that, not me. No, there was a, he had that show where the guy was like antagonistic toward him. It, yeah, I don't know what that, I might just, I might just sign out of the Zoom I'm, if that happened to me. Yeah. Just go, yeah, go fuck yourself. Well, he, you know, the other guy left, but, my, you but know, yeah, I'm excited to have to John for having the balls to, to put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put it out too, though. You would? Yeah. I'd preamble it there. I'd go, this guy was a dick. So here's what happened. <laughs> uh, okay. This is a straight up classic song. One of my favorite Queen songs of all time. What a way to kick off side two. It's just, I think it's perfect. Now, I don't know if I'm overselling it. Drowse. It's not dry. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's the song that was cut from Life Killers. Somebody to love. Every day of my life, I work till I ache my bones. At the end, end of the day, I take home my Now, when I sing this in my car, I feel like I sound exactly like Freddie. Well, we all do when we sing. When this I in sing that cars. in the car, I'm, I'm like I'm like him at Milton Keynes, just <laughs> in Milton Keynes at the bowl. Yeah, from June of '82. That's that is the the best version of that of the song. It's great. but yeah, no, that's that's me. So here's what I do want to talk. George Michael says I can't sing that well. No, 
How come George Michael didn't join Queen? Why didn't they get him in the band? Okay, if you're George Michael, would you take all the money or would you split it four way, three ways? Or four I don't know. Ways? He was willing to split it half and half with that Ridgely guy. Half to a point, right? I, I mean, he could have done both. Do you see Brian May like playing um, Freedom? Maybe. <laughs> Freedom Night, whatever Maybe. It is. Okay. Faith? <laughs> Faith isn't that far off of crazy little thing called love or, you know what I mean? I guess, but I, I can't see those guys. Like, they, look, they give Adam Lambert one song <laughs> per show. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, here's what I was going to say. The 1991 Hollywood Records reissues, they all had a couple of bonus tracks that were bonus remixes. Oh, did you like the remix of this one? Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I yeah. liked all those remixes. Those were fun. But then when they did the 2011 ones, they didn't include those. Well, they were a different company, right? No, it was both on Hollywood Records. I well, thought- well, the second ones might be Universal, Universal Music. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I wish Hollywood would take all those songs that were the bonus remixes on right. the 91 and release those on one CD together. Except for the Flash yes. remix. And of and course, I know that I can put that together and myself. the Rick Rubin one. <laughs> yes. Rick Rubin's We Will Rock You. Yeah, that was kind of bombastic. And I'm talking about Queen, and right. his was bombastic. <laughs> All right, moving on. Brian May. He writes this, Freddie sings it. It's White Man. How do you, make, how do you feel about this song? Again, it's one of these ones that right now I can't even think in my head, even though I listened this morning, how it goes. But I don't think it's one of my favorites. It's the Holidaysburg um, National Anthem. Oh, yeah. This is the, definitely this is the mayor's theme song. <laughs> song about that riff sounds that's been used before right possibly this is about cowboys and engines which is a good roger taylor song from the cross So yeah, this is about the red man and the white man. We all need a prophet song somewhere. Yeah. What do you? How do you hot, feel on I this hot one? Space this one. Yeah, I don't like this one. I don't like it because it's. I just, just called it the man. Yeah. He's not. Here's not, the thing. I always have a weird. Like you're English, right? And yeah. You what do they know about, about uh, What do they know about uh, indigenous people? Well, um, <laughs> other than wiping them out. Yeah, I don't know. No, because he's so far removed from this, right? Uh, yeah, I mean... It's 1976. I feel like, didn't they have another song that they could have recorded? This was it? Yeah. Like, this album feels like they had 10 and that was it. They recorded the 10 they had and this is the Brian's album. like runs into it. Guys, I got this last thing. Yeah. It's called Whiteman. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's not... That's it's a, it's a hot space for me, man. Yeah, I don't like that one either. Okay, let's move on to a Freddie song. Good old fashioned lover boy. That's what we need. We need more of that. Is this Bill R. song? <laughs> yeah. Hey boy, set my alarm, turn on my trumpet. That's because I'm a good 
Yeah, this album is it's kind of spotty for me, but the highs are so high that I forgive the lows. Is this a low to you? No, this isn't a low, but it's also not like one that I right. gravitate to. You know what I mean? Like if this CD is in the car, it seems like I would skip like kind of, I might skip every other one. Interesting. At so times. You think this is a less, you think um, of the two albums, this is if the, you take number two. If if you take my five favorite songs off this album, I think I like them better than my five favorite songs off the other album. But yet I think the other one might be a better album than this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which album do you like better? I think this one. You do? Maybe because Prophet the, Song really, really Prophet Song me. really hurts you. Yeah. Hurts you deeply. And I had it on cassette, so I never knew where to stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> um you didn't have one of those auto fast forwards that would stop, Pat, you'd push it and it would stop the next one? Let me tell you song? what kind of setup we had. Uh, Is this so, at your house growing up? Yeah, my house growing up. All right. Uh, we had an eight-track adapter for cassettes. Oh, my God. That sounds horrible. So I, I had to listen to Thriller, stuff like this, oh my God. On, in the eight-track thing. How bad life. is the fidelity on that? Oh, a zero. But you have to listen to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't skip anything. No. Oh. Unless you you know physically fast forward oh, that's awful yeah yeah your parents were torturing you well bill's character all right roger taylor delivers one song here how, how do you think he does does he deliver something good i think he does i love rt i like i like him too he's got more solo material than any other member Which makes me wonder if like he was just like can we do this one no no roger and he's just like fine then i'll do it myself <laughs> have some fun in space Here's Drowse. Great bass on this, too. not as good as i'm in love with my car though really i think it's different it, well, it's definitely different but i i i never gravitated to this the yeah. way i do to the it's less the of a rocker that's yeah. for sure i think tell me if this makes sense what i'm gonna say does this sound like a song that you think would come i don't know what you're talking about that makes no sense <laughs> that would come earlier in their career does this feel yeah, like, like on a the little first more two naive, albums yeah uh, yeah yeah and maybe maybe he had it around for that long yeah maybe and finally they just said fine yeah, it just doesn't feel as refined or something. I don't know what it, what I'm trying to get at. You would have think you would have thought there would have been like some other inanimate object he could have been in love with for this album, like his <laughs> toaster or <laughs> something, Sh- shower head, cocaine, cocaine. Was he the biggest partier of everyone, other than Freddie? Uh, I think so. Um, there was in uh, I forget whose book I was reading, but Motley Crue ends up hanging out with him. Maybe it was Motley Crue's book. Um, or maybe it was a producer's book or something, but Molly Cruz there, they go to Roger Taylor's house and they're having dinner 
and then somebody sets down a serving tray to each of the people there <laughs> and they lift the lid and they're like just lines of cocaine on each tray on each serving tray wow that's how it was done huh yeah i've never been to a party like that mike siegel has a bet right oh siegel the snowman <laughs> he's been to these parties who do you think brought the trays <laughs> Uh, two, two coats, Mr. Taylor. Is that, is that, <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's uh, so. Maybe him. I mean, he's made no secret of his like. Uh, he dabbled. Sure. Yeah, he dabbled. He's done things in the in that movie. There was like the the joke was he just gets around all the time too. And yeah, so lots of ladies. How many times has he been married? A few. Eight. I think like three or four. And one of them, he was married for. He had a girlfriend while he was married, but they only stayed married for like tax reasons or something. Like okay. That. I always like those ones where like they get married in 95 and divorce in 96. Like literally Irreconcilable year. differences. Yeah. All right. We're closing out a day at the races with Teo Toriarte. And I say that right? Let us cling together. Kuruhito yo. Shizikana. Yoini. Japan. Japanese. Are you going to do the Yoko thing that you always do no. when you play this song? No, okay. no, I only do that for Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. <laughs> kiss me, John. Um, I love this song. I love this song so much. Like, um, I can sing it phonetically in the car. I, can I, you, though? I think I, I think I am. I believe I am. But uh, do you like this song? I do. I love it. It was a, it was a single, yeah. actually. With a good old-fashioned love for boy as the beast. Just uh, four seconds shy of six minutes, but I love it. Here we go. I want to play. Come on, play. Blending of Roger and Freddie right there is amazing. It's very good. Like I can't, I can't necessarily tell who's singing. Sometimes it's they harmonize so well over each other. Yeah, this this song goes uh, through many phases. Then it has highs and yeah. lows, and it's, it's it's really amazing. If you never heard that song, seek it out. It's Brian. It's you, so good. Do you like it when they they did this and then Las Palabras de Amor, where they try to. Yeah, I like it. When, I, I like Las Palabras de Amor in a different in a different language for which, we, with which they're not accustomed. I think they I, well. I think what you're I think what you're trying to get me to do is sing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think some people uh, can do it. You know, they can. I think I think Queen's able to do it with the um, singing in another in another um, language. All of a sudden, I'm burping because you know I'm, some people will do an entire album. In a different language that they're not. They're yeah, not and I don't, I with. don't know if that always works, uh, you know, out or not. But sometimes it does. <laughs> 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 
Why couldn't he translate that? I don't know. Yeah, why would it be Yankee Rosa? He did right there. You speak Spanish. How's he doing? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he's speaking Spanish. Is it just is it just Here's gibberish? Is it gibberish? Yankee is Yankee in Spanish. It's Y A N Q U I Yankee. All right, right? Because there's no. It's it is what it is. Right. Um, and then it's just Yankee Rosa. Then all you have to say Rosa the Yankee. I don't know. I don't know. Is this? Del Calor. <laughs> what does that mean? I thought he was saying Puerto Loco. Like, he does. Right. He says, the song's called Loco Del Calor. Right. Is that going crazy from the heat? I don't know. Crazy from the color. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You were saying it like color. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you're comparing Teo Tarate and... Um, I guess so. The words of love to this. <laughs> That's life, buddy. He's a clown and a poet, right? Oh my God, he sure is. Good job. Good job. He sure PLR. is. David Lee Roth. Well, I'm glad we closed on that one. Well, gotcha. no, we're not going to close on that one. Our, <laughs> our playout song will be uh, will be God Save the Queen from A Night at the Opera. I did, so, but when we promote this show, David. when we promote this show now, I can't uh, I can't rope you in on the Twitter because you left the Twitter. I'll... I'll come back. When is this going? I have no idea. I just have it banked. And when, oh, I'm, when I'm tired of Zoom episodes, I'll throw this out on a Monday or maybe a Thursday. I but, can be found at D-M-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z at D-M-G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z. Um, I also had a uh, an appearance on a show called Fade Out where um, with Rob Kelly where we talk about an actor, director, some somebody, their last production. And we talked about Orson Welles' last movie. Which was? I forgot the name of the title. That's okay. That happens. Um, yeah. that's kind of, And then um, depending on when this uh, airs, I have a feature for um, uh I have regular interview, or irregular in- interviews coming out there sometimes. So. This was your best appearance. Thank you. You weren't, sometimes you're nervous and you trip over your words and I do it too, oh. but I thought we were both good today. Well, I am, you know, switching up meds. So I thought we were both good. I trip over thank my you. words a ton and I thought we were on point today. Well, thank you for this opportunity, Pat. It's always good to uh, see you, actually see you, see you. And yeah. it's always great to be on the show. I miss Kyle. I miss Kyle too. I try to tell him that he's got to move back to California. No, he's moving further into Brooklyn or something. <laughs> Well, I think, I don't know how much longer they're going to stay there. But as soon as, look, maybe he went to Brooklyn to get away from this show. <laughs> That's a long way to go. Uh, uh, but as soon as he's back in Southern California, he will be back on the show. Uh, you know, He's your John Deacon, the secret sauce. I need him. I need him here. I don't, 
I don't want to cue these songs up. <laughs> Look, he's more of a co-host than a producer because I, I do mean. I do all the post-production and, and posting it. He never did that. He fades these songs up and cracks wise. I love it. So he's the best. I miss that kid. But it's, um, yeah, to not have to uh, fade the songs up and play the songs is, uh, is freedom for me. Okay. For sure. So of the two? Um... Like I said, if I take okay. my five favorite songs off both, I would probably lean towards Day of the Races. But if I'm going to stick with them as an album, I'm sorry, I would lean with um, Night of the Opera. Right. But if, um, wait a minute. Uh, now I'm confused. After saying that I thought we did a good job, now I'm getting the two albums mixed up. If I took White or black? Let's do that. <laughs> if I took my five favorite songs off each, I would yeah. lean towards... The Black Album, which is right. a day at the races, which right. is what I said earlier. Which is confusing because yes, it's black. Yes, right? I know. But if we're just going to say I can only own one of these albums, it would probably be Night at the Opera. Interesting. Okay. okay. And you? Take the opposite. All right. And what's your favorite song on Day of the Races? Somebody to Love. Yeah, me too. And what's I your- I think that might be the perfect Queen song. It, it really is a great right. Queen song and it's- uh, it's right up there with the Tie Your Mother Down is also just it is. such a banger. As Both say. sides of the album kick off amazing. And what's your least favorite song on the album? Um, White Man. White Man. Yeah. We're my in agree. My least favorite thing. Yeah. I agree. No offense. I agree and I have a mirror. No offense, Pat. All right. We <laughs> are at, uh, and again, the ASAP Club will have this probably later today because when you record in person like right. this, it's done. We're done. When I shut the mics <laughs> off, the episode is locked in. So you have Elliot walking in and out of the room. Yep, yep. Yeah. We got. Uh, we are at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. You can go to RockSolidPodcast.com for all things about the show. And if you've been listening all these years, uh, we're going on eleven years now. Head over to Patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast and hop on to the two dollar tier. And you can win prizes. I got uh, there's I got prizes everywhere, all over the place in this room. And I give away stuff almost weekly, which I never thought I would give away stuff weekly. But that's what's happening a lot of times. So good for you and good for me for getting these prizes for free. So, David, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Patrick. And let's play out with a little God Save the Queen. Thank you.